Welcome to the Beauties Podcast, where we talk about everything you need to know about women's sports. From the grassroots to the pros, we got it all. Today on the show, we talk about the curling Olympic trials, D1 soccer, and the difference between the PWHPA and the PHF. Here are your hosts, Addie and Cowie. Holy moly, we made it through episode one. On to episode two. How are you feeling, Cowie? Oh, I, I think you nailed it, Ads. We we survived, but we are thriving. We are absolutely thriving from episode one. I mean, we had, <clears throat> I know we've talked about it. Your phone blew up. My phone blew up. I think we owe a humongous thank you to everyone, family, friends, um, you know, our community and, and people who shared it with their communities. It was an overwhelming amount of support and I'm super excited to be here for episode two. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing to see, you know, you know, and we talked about it in the first episode just of we really hope people see the vision of it. And that was reinforced by the amount of people reaching out. And one thing that was really cool for me, like I I was so overwhelmed with the amount of support and everything from the first episode, but it was really cool to sit back and watch all your buddies too engage <laughs> and be like, this is unreal and be like, watch my BFF Cowie. Like there yeah. was so much support for this. So yeah, uh, I think that's the, I mean, fair point. And all the ladies who are listening uh, or guys, there was a mix of that, but yeah, great sport. And you know, you are obviously still super connected in the sports world. Um, and I've, I haven't been right. I have a, a spouse who is, but I've stepped away and, and I think, yeah, it was awesome to see and get feedback from people who aren't engulfed in sports but who see the value and vision of what we're doing and, and supported us and shared it with their people. So yeah, big thanks to everybody. Yeah. Huge, huge. Thank you. The mama bears came out too. You know, the dads <laughs> yeah. were out. It was awesome. People buying hoodies. Like I cannot say thank you enough. So, yeah. and, and two, the engagement that we've had of people just asking questions, yeah. just wanting to learn more about you know, certain leagues. One of the ones we had was about the PHF and the PWHPA, which we'll get into, you know, later into the show, because we got a lot to dig into there. But, you know, I think, uh, I think today it's about, you know, starting her off with some curling. I know. I love (laughs) curling. I'm, I'm I'm a small town kid who grew up with curling parents. I have fond, fond memories of, you know, going to the rink, I think Tuesdays were ladies league and Wednesdays were men's league. I could be wrong. Maybe those are, are vice versa, but I spent a lot of time in a curling rink growing up. The, the company that I work for now um, is still involved in curling from a sponsorship level. And what an absolute fire game in curling. 6-5, Jen Jones takes the W in an extra end against Tracy Flurry, who was 8-0 in the round robin, and beat Jen and her team I think it was 7-6 in the round robin, so another barn burner of a game. But even if you're not an avid curling fan, that's fun to watch. I was honestly on the edge of my seat the entire time. And not only watching that game, seeing... So there were so many things that were going through my head just from like an athlete perspective. The amount of pressure on the skip for that (laughs) last rock. And it's like, we don't talk about that enough. Like... All eyes are literally on you. Mm-hmm. It The place is dead silent. Oh, yeah. And you have to perform at the highest level. So, like, even when Flurry, you know, hit that guard, it's like, well, 
that's still not like everyone's like, oh, it's an easy shot. That's not an well, easy shot by you any think, means. You've got to think back one in before that where Jones is down. a ro- She's down a point. Yeah. She's got the hammer. She has an opportunity to hit for two, which if anyone's watched Jen Joe, I mean, she's won, I think, five Scotties. Like she's, she's, exper- she's won an Olympic gold medal for crying out loud. Like she's trying to get back there. And that's a shot that Jennifer Jones makes. I'm going to throw it out here and I don't have the stats 90% of the time. And she can't hit and stick. It rolls too far. She takes a single, forces an extra end, and goes in without the hammer. Like, you're talking about experience and, and flurry missing a shot and people being, you know, critical. And I hope they weren't too critical of her in that miss. But the end before that, one of the best curlers in the world, Jennifer Jones, missed a shot as well. And so, yeah, you can't write that storyline. No. And it was, you know what? And even watching the team dynamics after that, it was like uh, Jones, you know, doesn't hit that shot. You're right. Rolls too far. And then you could see like Caitlin Law is looking, being like, all good. Yeah, all good. Right. And that's, like, and that's the experience talking to, I yeah, think. Yeah. Right? That's Where, when you know they've competed with each other for so yeah. long. Like things are going to work out. We're putting our best foot forward here. Like it's just keep competing, yeah, keep competing sure. and good Oops. things will happen. And then next thing you know, flurry the last rock. Oh my gosh. It was insane. I the know. whole, the whole game was insane. It it truly was a battle of the Titans. It was the best versus the best. It went into an extra end. That was, that was the best curling game I've ever watched. Yeah, it was fun. And it's, you know, two, I were obviously in, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, two local Manitoba teams, um, coming out of East St. Paul with the, the Flurry team and, and the St. Dale Curling Club out with Jen Jones. I think from this province's perspective, that was a fun one to watch. And just to see, especially here on the prairies, the amount of elite curlers that have come out, you know, the girlfriends that you talked about that supported me and you through this podcast, episode one, I grew up with them being curlers. And so I'm sure this province was rooting for them. I, I think that, you know, the Olympics coming up in the new year here, uh, big congrats to to Jen Jones and her rink, and uh, we'll be cheering at maybe 2 a.m. Who knows what time the games will be? <laughs> we uh, will be they, watching. Yeah, yeah, when they put those jackets on and and uh, go to their sec- what second Olympics. What a moment. What a moment where they all get to sit there, receive their jackets. Like, think about that in any other sport. Like, could you imagine if you it was – you know, you're competing to get onto the national team when you're playing hockey and then you win the game and they just bring out the jerseys in that exact moment. Like what? Like, I don't know if there's anything better than that. Like they literally hand you yeah. your Canada jacket. Yeah, Korea after is unique you win. that way, right? And I've never, when I was watching them and um, I like get their get their apparel essentially right in front of everybody and just the emotion and because you literally just earned it in front of everybody mm-hmm. and then you're rewarded. It was, they were incredible. And you're right. Like um, for them to be literally down the highway from one another, like, do you think they took the same plane home? Where was it? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, who knows? I, I do know that flight options to Saskatoon lately from a work perspective are, are absolute trash. Yeah. So maybe they, just, they drove, but maybe, maybe they, they had to connect through Calgary and, and yeah. get here because I don't know <laughs> that there's very many direct options to Saskatoon. But um, yeah, I think curling too is is a unique. Well, and we come from you know our experience in sports is largely based in hockey, where if you're going to make it an, an elite level, 
you you try out to get there, right? And, and curling being that you you play to win. Yeah. And really, everyone who went into that Olympic qualifying is um, had an equal opportunity. Yeah. And, and so that makes curling uh, really special that way for sure. And yeah, so the experience paid off. Jen Jones, I know Tracy Fleury. Oh man, I'm sure she had some sleepless nights. I my heart hurts for her. Oh my god, I was watching her mom in the stands. You just want a hug. You just want to get up there and give her a hug because she was on she was on the ice with her daughter. Yeah. She was living it with her daughter. Yeah. Which any parent would, right? So that was that was like I, I mentioned before, the curling game. The best, the best curling game I've ever seen. It was truly a championship team versus a championship team. And, you know. It'll be fun to watch them when they get to the Olympics. I hope they come home with a gold medal. That'd be uh, that'd be awesome. Two-time. Yeah. Well, Caitlin Laws, that would make her a three-time Olympic gold medalist. She won the mixed doubles, I think, with John Morris. So, yeah. And you know what? It's going to be an interesting experience for them, too, because the Olympics is going to look very different without fans and family. Yeah. Right? Curling is such a... Like I mentioned at the start is I grew up in the curling rink just because my parents played. Yeah. And it really is this family culture. Uh, I have a, a friend of mine whose dad played in the Briar and and he's still involved in curling as as time has gone on. And so it's going to be interesting for them, I think, to go into the Olympics without their family and friends by them. But I've got confidence. Yeah. Oh, they're, totally. They're seasoned champions at this point. So. Yeah. Caitlin Laws, what a beauty. So, yeah, congrats to them. What a game. Just yep. awesome. And then even speaking of fans, did you see how many fans were at the NCAA Women's oh, College Cup? 7,500 fans, I think. But it was packed. Like, that doesn't – I know yeah. that doesn't translate that well to people who are used to, to big arenas. But the, the stands were packed. Packed. It made me a little nervous in some moments of like the European work because they were all jumping. Oh yeah, I'm like oh gosh, here we go. Here Stands we go. are breaking. But here they we were go. Out having a, I mean, hometown crowd. They were cheering on too, which helped. But yeah, what a turnout! Unbelievable. Yeah. It was so. It was so incredible to watch. Like and just the passion of the whole thing. You're right. Like people losing it for these women. Like. Yeah. Such a big tournament. So for this uh, last or two nights ago, it was the semifinals for the NCAA D1 Women's Soccer College Cup where uh, Florida uh, took on uh, Rutgers and BYU was Santa Clara versus Santa Clara. And it was Santa Clara was hosting. And for regardless if it was a host team game, well, obviously it was a bit louder. If it was a host team game, sold out every game. Yeah, wild. Unbelievable. And, and like set the stage of that too, right? So last year, so this is the NCAA College Cup, you know, to crown a national champion. Last year's final was FSU Florida State versus Santa Clara, with Santa Clara winning. Yeah. And so we had two semifinals where we were going to potentially recreate last year's final. And uh, yeah, Florida coming out with uh, it needed OT. Both games needed extra time. Uh, the BYU and Santa Clara game went down to penalty kicks, which we can talk about. That just like makes my yeah. Oh, we got to get into that. Ache. But yeah, FSU coming out on top, one nothing in, in OT to send them back to the finals, and and certainly out for some revenge of trying to get on top of that from last year's loss. Yes, but then that BYU like. I, I maybe just don't have the nerves to be a soccer player because the fact that you can play an entire game and then two overtime periods and decide who's going to play in a national championship final 
in penalty kicks makes my stomach turn. <laughs> I was I was floored because being being university athletes in the past, like you think about the work that's gone in to get to this point, and then it's like, and then it's like, okay, well, get on the you know, get on the half line and goalie, get in there. It's like how, and and we talked about this a ton, but like, how are we deciding? such monumental moments for these women by what is 50-50 penalty kicks because I think we should really bring on a goalie coach to really break this part of this down because the way I've seen it and the way I've looked at it, goalies in the net, they're trying to psych you out. They're trying to get in your head. They're always jumping, moving, flailing their arms. But at the end of the day, they have to pick a side. They have I mean, to... I'm sure it's an educated guess, right? They, they, they've got to do video right. breakdown or something that says like odds are, or there's probably tendencies if you're left footed or to hit, you know, kick right. with your left foot versus your right foot more often where you're directly going to go. But, oh, being a goal, I, I was just like, who signs up for that? Who, who, who you, could do you that? You have to have some level that? of like gumption to oh. want to be a goal like, in soccer. I, I say that in hockey, even like who wants someone to shoot pucks at you all game long, but in soccer, it's like a whole new world. You got to be a special human being to want to be a goalie. Holy. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder why, because in, in hockey, for instance, you go, now it goes to three on three before yeah. it'll go to a shootout. Yeah. I wonder if there's ever going to get to a point in soccer where it's starting to not go to penalty kicks, but eliminate players off the field. Do you yeah, know, like, take yeah, a different stance? I don't know if it stance. works that way as well. Like, maybe. I think they got to – I love the idea of trying to solve more games in gameplay versus going to penalty kicks. I don't know if that translates. Like, we've talked about this on our own time of how, you know, to have a soccer game come down to penalty kicks with that. And it happens all the time. Canada winning in the World Cup. Like, this is not a uh, – it, it's not a unique – situation yeah. for something of this magnitude to be decided on penalties. And yeah, you, you got to wonder, I mean, but the, I also think it's part of the culture of soccer. Like if we get to a point where we have some of these in-depth conversations with soccer players, I think that's just the nature of the beast for them. Like you saw the goalies when the penalty kicks happened, they were both ear to ear smiling. I was sweating for them yeah. and they were like, bring it on. This is what I live for. Yeah. And so it's almost ingrained culturally into, into that game. That's I don't know. a, that's a really, that's a really good point and a good perspective. And you're right because I'm pacing around my living room being like <laughs> yeah. this poor girl, I'm sick to my stomach. Can I get out there? You know, like you're, you're thinking about every possible thing because you've, you know what it's like to be on the side in that grind of, you know, like Santa Clara, they're hosting BYU, mm-hmm. they're ranked number four, Florida State. Get, you know, they want, they want back in. They want revenge on that last season game. And for it to go down that way, like, obviously no one holds it against the goalies. Like, you can't. It's just the the, the nature of the beast, but... And it in you this think one, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, and in this one, the the fact that it did like that final. So it, uh, I don't know that we even said this. BYU won three two in penalties, and I know we said it on Instagram, but I'm not sure we actually said it in the podcast. But no, I don't think we did. The fact that if you if you watch that back, so BYU is up three two. Santa Clara has one more kick, and they ring it off the post. There was two posts, right? BYU had a post on their first or second shot. I can't remember. 
Santa Clara's second kick went skyballed over, and this is part they put a girl in who was cold. And God, what pressure oh. that is! And again, but they're so supportive. They go back to the line with their teammates, and it's all. I I just feel so much emotion for them, especially you know the, the lady who rang it off the post. I I guarantee that that's a hard one to get to bed that night. Um, but yeah, it didn't even really come. I mean, some goalies made some really good saves, but. There was just, it's so much pressure. It's so, it's so much because even when you think we've been in shootouts a hundred times oh, in yeah. hockey before, nobody likes them. Nobody's no. like, yeah, sick. Like we're going to penalty shots. No. But when your teammate goes out, you know that they have, you know, a hundred percent, their team has their back a hundred percent. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, just, just the magnitude of this event, it's not like a, it's not like, you know, your U13 soccer championship game. This is an NCAA, like these women are going to the NWSL next yep. year or when they graduate or they're going to go overseas. Like these are professional athletes yep. and that would take a toll on you. Like oh, yeah. being a competitor, being put in those situations, like Billie Jean King, she has the, I, a saying that I just love and I live by, but she says pressure is privilege. Totally. So, you wow, know, like to powerful. be to be in a position like that, like it is a privilege, right? You've worked so hard to get there. Yeah. So that's the part where as a, a competitor, I'm like, I get it. But it's it's a team game. You just want it decided in regular time. You know, you just <laughs> know. want it decided as a team. Yeah. Not because some girl's been practicing shootouts and, you know, over and over and over again. Cause we had a girl and all she did after every single practice, she went out and she practiced shootouts over and over and over again. She did the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's an individual skill basing a team game. So yeah, that one, Santa Clara, like, like once again, we talked about unbelievable curling game. Yeah. Unbelievable like, soccer. Unbelievable soccer <laughs> being had. And so the championship game is against Florida State and BYU. Number one, Florida State. Number four, BYU. 7 p.m. Central on December 6th. And that's a Monday. We so we're going to talk about that next be episode. Watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely and we'll we, be watching. If it goes to if it goes to penalty kicks, holy moly. But you're right. Like even the Olympics. Like, even the Olympics was decided that way between Canada, USA, the biggest rivalry. It, there's so in, many. It's not It's not unique in that sport. And that's yeah, what I mean. It's, like, yeah. really in the threads of, of those athletes. And so to change it, I we think so clearly from a hockey perspective because it's, like, finishing this in, in, a, in a sport where we see, you know, 30 shots aside to finish that in penalties. Um, I don't, just has a different feel. Like even with soccer, where they have to be on the goal line, yeah, the goalie, and it's like they don't get to come out. Like a, a hockey goalie can skate to the blue line if they want to. I mean, why would they want to? But they can. They're yep. not. They're not bordered by anything. There's yep. no boundary. Soccer, different story. You stand on the line, and until she makes contact with the ball, you can't move. Like, yeah, or you can't move off the line. Yeah. And then it's just straight up psychological warfare for them to try oh, to get in your brain. Like it's like must... you have to switch into a whole new human yeah. being. Well, yeah. I guess not a whole new human being because they've been competitive the whole time. But in that moment, that goalie needs to stand on the line 
and look you in the eyes and try mm-hmm. to get in your head. Yeah. Be like, shoot to left, shoot to left, shoot <laughs> yeah. to left. Like, exactly. Like, Wiggle this arm yeah. a little more. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you just like, you can see when the, when the ball's coming and they've picked the wrong way. Like it's, it's a lot to comprehend in such a, in it's such a, yeah. yeah, no, it's just so much to go through. Let's bring on a goal. Let's bring on a I goalie agree. coach. Let's, let's go and yeah. say, let's or go. A goalie. Like, what in or your soul goalie. makes you want to do this? <laughs> like, I think they need a beer. Yeah. Because, like, beers with pewties, they probably need the beer. Because, yeah. like, you are a goalie in soccer. Oh, wow. my God. Beers with beauties segment. Goalie from any sport that needs a goalie. <laughs> and just bring in the tendies yeah. and see yeah. what happens. Get a yeah. couple wobbly pops in them and see what comes out. <laughs> Battle of the goalies. Battle so of I'm the tendies because that would be it. that would be unreal. That would be unreal. And any feedback if people want to get in touch with us and let us know their perspective, yeah. we're all in for that. Don't go to gmail.com. Don't though. go to don't go to beautysportsgmail.com. <laughs> I mean you can. <laughs> you certainly can. And it's just that we obviously after episode one we got to Addie and I have listened to it. I don't even want to know. A lot of times. And you're your own worst enemy, right? We're critical of ourselves and we're trying not to interrupt our like we we nitpicked. And one thing we laugh pretty hard at is the fact that it was send your feedback to beautysports.gmail.com. <laughs> you can. If you are an email fan, absolutely. That is an inbox that we do see. But uh, connecting with us on Twitter and Instagram is a really good way. And <laughs> is the way to Yeah, go. is a really, really good, good way. I'm not going to lie here, really good segment into talking about PHF and PWHBA. Oh. Because we had a... <clears throat> A question from a good buddy of mine who's all the way up in the Northwest Territories, thanks, Tor, shouting you out, um, who just asked us some questions about, you know, what's it, – it is a bit confusing, the difference between the PW or PWHPA and PHF. So we got some games to talk about, and we also have some leagues to talk about and break down our thoughts and, and how those two differ. And and what a what a great question because for, for Canada to be such a huge – um, hockey country, there still is a lot of uncertainty when it comes to like, where can female athletes go when it comes to hockey? And, and we've talked a ton about this and, um, essentially the, and we have to talk about the rebranding as well. Cause there could be people yeah. that may not know about yeah, the rebranding sure. as well, because there's the PWHPA, the professional women's hockey player association, which is a showcasing tour of women that go around and they play in certain cities that'll bring them out. And their whole job is promoting women's hockey. Yeah. They, the tour is called the secret dream gap tour. Yeah. Yeah. So. Secret dream gap tour. That's right. And so they, they've been, Oh my gosh, they've been to so many different places. They're just in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Coming um, to Kipling. Coming to yeah. Toronto showcase and PWHPA um, really started with the dissolving of the CWHL, Canadian Women's Hockey League. Yeah. That was, uh, I don't know, two and a half years ago or so. Um, And yeah, PWHPA is, to me, is, um, it's very much, and again, this is my opinion only, but it, it kind of rivals what we see with the U.S. National Women's Soccer Team and their fight for equality and equal pay and all of those things. And it's the... It's the nation's top athletes deciding that they deserve more and yeah. doing something about it. Yeah. And that's the PWHPA. It's a united front that's unique, unlike the U.S. Women's uh, 
national soccer team in that it's Canada and the U.S. and those two Olympic teams coming together largely. Um, and that's what's making the noise, the Hillary Knights of the world who are making the noise for the PWHPA. But it is very much um, their efforts to create this single uh, viable place where women's hockey players can can play and make a living at doing so and, and have equal representation and the opportunity to be on, on TV and things like that. So they're doing yeah. a really good job from a representation, representation standpoint. Yeah. And they've got some big sponsors on board. Like you mentioned the, the secret dream gap mm-hmm. yeah, tour, like and Budweiser's jumped on board. Mm-hmm. Like they've got some really um, big sponsors, but I think where a lot of people get confused with this is that there are, essentially two options and they've both yeah. rebranded within the last two yep. years, which it's like <laughs> really oh, enough is enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it is confusing, right? Cause yeah. you just mentioned the, the CWHL becoming the PWHPA, which is correct because on the other side of it, it's the NWHL becoming the PHF. So the national women's hockey league this past year rebranded to the premier hockey federation. So now both of them have rebranded. So the only two options for girls that are wanting to get drafted to play hockey after their college or university careers are the um, PWHPA and the PHF. Um, and with the PHF, they are, they're more, I would say, independent in the way that they structure their league. So they have six teams in their league and their, their whole premise is you know, we can do this. We can do this on our own. We can find our own individual buyers for these teams um, and and create our, our own league where I think the PWHPA is trying to be a bit more collaborative with the NHL yep. in, in yeah, coming really up with... Mirror. Yeah, trying to mirror their infrastructure, trying to mirror yep. the things that are already in place. The PHF is saying we can we can do it on our own. We can follow our own, our own market and mm-hmm. find different teams in in areas where the interest is there. So two two completely different structures. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it and it does make it a bit tough because the way you get involved with them is similar but different because the PWHBA it's it's a showcase tour. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, think you're not playing 60 games a year. You're not playing 60 games a year. You're not on a regular schedule and but in the same token these these women, it's essentially the Olympics. When you go, there's there's a couple of other girls sprinkled in there, but when you go to these events, you're essentially watching Canada, USA, yeah, you, integrated you, within each other on different teams, yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, if they're not uh, active Olympians or in Olympic rosters, they're majority of them have come out of Hockey Canada or Hockey US programs, right? They've been in that world. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I don't know how much we want to go. We could go really, yeah, really into this. I think, you know, from a hockey fan perspective, I hope that we sooner than later that we, we at least get to the same table where, cause I know the PWHPA, they have a, a lot of goals and, and they're not looking to waver. And, and one of those is, not having so the NWHL now the um, PHF Premier Hockey Federation had at one point before they you know dissolved that into now into the PHF was single ownership, which that doesn't fit the model of like the NHL. Yeah, and so I think the PHF is getting closer 
on a lot of things that um, fit the bill of what the the ladies in the PWHPA are, are wanting to achieve by this single sustainable viable option for women's hockey. But I, I mentioned this to you earlier. You know, salary cap moved for the PHF to 300k per year, and absolutely fantastic that it moved to 300k per year. But let's just break that down for a second. So a hockey team at minimum has, let's call it 17 players. Let's call it 20 because you're never going to run at a short bench at that level. Yeah, exactly. So let's call it 20 players on your roster. Quick math says if everyone got paid the same thing of that 300K, each lady is taking home 15 grand. And the fact that 300K is an improvement makes my soul hurt. Yeah. So I'm super happy to see it changing in the right direction. But my God, for a a, a system that plays like they're on uh, ESPN plus 60 games a year. And, and of that, you know, there's also some 30 plus that are going to be streamed on Twitch, but a 60 game season, 15 K a year. Yeah. And I think it's important that we talk about it. Like I, I think that this is a hundred percent important that we talk about it because you know, they're, to to shine a light, you're right. They're on ESPN Plus, sixty games. Like these women are in the grind. They're working their asses they're off. They're working for their asses off. So it's not nothing, but it feels like yeah. nothing when you look at it in comparison to every everywhere else. Everywhere else, it's like so. We need to so two completely different leagues. They're all fighting for the same thing. Yep. They're just going about it in two completely different avenues, yep. and it is going to be interesting to see where this lies and where this goes because there is a lot of things on the back end of it that need to fall into place to have a successful league. I think both are very well intentioned. I think that, I you know, and that they're ran by like the PWHPA. The thing that I think is really um positive about them too is that their board of directors is players. Yeah, I love that too, right? How could how could you get anything better than women that have been in the trenches of it? Yep. You know, but with with saying that they've been in the trenches of it. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing it. So yeah. it's there needs to be like a little bit of this and a little bit of that coming from both sides to bring it all together cuz you're right. The fact that we could sit here and talk about, you know, 300k being a salary cap for a team like it's it's an improvement, but yeah. holy moly. It's pretty sad that that is an improvement. It's it's sad that that's an improvement and yeah. you know, I've I've trained a lot of people in my in my career mm-hmm. as a coach and you know I've seen and this is just the way of the world and it's one way or the other but uh you know an 18-year-old boy come through the doors one day broke as hell works his ass off comes through the door the next day signs an entry level contract now he's got 900k in his pocket mm-hmm. 900k three yeah. times the salary cap mm-hmm. how did we get so far off or it's, how did we yeah. get so? I think that's the. How did we get so far off? You know, and it's you know it's this whole. We talked about it. We've talked about it. Right, the chicken and the egg idea, and it's like yeah. what what comes first, and and we will have an episode where we get further into that things like the fan project and and stuff. And I would encourage folks if you're listening to to go check out those things. But there is research that is done that proves that there are viable options <laughs> to. Uh, for corporations, you know, businesses to make money investing in female sports. 
that would allow us to have a better conversation than a 300k salary cap for a team. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we'll get into that on another episode. That's let's, a beers with beauties. Yeah. That's that a beers. Is, let's see how yeah. many beers with beauties episodes we can come up with today. <laughs> yeah. We got some tendies. Yeah. We've got this one because I think one of the, like, cause we obviously both watched the PHF games last night, Toronto six played Boston pride and the white caps played Connecticut. And like, it's good hockey. Yeah, like, is. man, is it good hockey? And I think the star, the star of the show, I would say, is Emma Woods from Toronto Six. That was unreal. Dangle City. Yeah. Dangle. I, know. To I was be thinking back to... in my career. I like I don't have a goal that looks like that. Yeah. Mine were all a lot grittier than that, I'd say. I would encourage everybody to go watch Emma Woods' goal last night. So it's on our front. Instagram story right now. But it's it on be, our Instagram. We should make sure that sports. gets posted. We, if if, yeah. uh, if Braden can post that to our Instagram feed, because the story won't be there by the time folks are listening. Right. Yeah. But worth it, a watch. It It is definitely worth a watch. Toronto 6 ended up falling short to under Boston, but Toronto's, Toronto's goal was oh. like, like it's, in, <laughs> it's insane. She's flying up the wing. Toey's past D number one, gains the stability, Toey's past <laughs> D number two, change the angle, snipe, yeah. unbelievable Sally far corner. I like tic-tac-toe, start to finish, yep. was unbelievable. Was dirty. Maybe, maybe the goal of the year was Probably scored. so far. We'll so, see what they come yeah. up with. We're, we're yeah. like, we're on, for Toronto, we're on game four of the season. That's their first uh, yeah, loss know. of the season. Yeah. But we, like... <laughs> That's gonna be a candidate for a long time. So that was uh, that was amazing. We should come up with our own. Um, you know when they do on TSN like the battle. Yeah. The battle, like yeah, it should yeah. be. It should be um, Emma Woods versus uh, the um, Jennifer Jones shot. We, the top shots. The top shots. <laughs> oh my god, that would be insane. Yeah, cross that would sports be, like entertainment value. That's right. Cross sports. That's cool. We that's a let's someone write that down. Yeah, Braden, someone write that. <laughs> somebody, down. somebody write this down. Let's just keep because that is a great idea to show. You know, and we um, we talked about in episode one the idea of pros versus Joes and. I think the excitement of episode one probably got me there where I couldn't spit out my words well enough. But I think that, you know, some people undervalue the talent because they've never skated beside or had some, uh, you know, some soccer player dribble around you and make you look like an absolute pylon. Yeah. The idea of understanding how good these women really are. My God, I don't want to volunteer myself as a Joe, but I would. Yeah. For the value of this podcast, yeah, <laughs> I would volunteer Dear. myself as a Joe for all of it. I am. I know I'm a bad curler, but I love the sport. I'm terrible at it, so I I tend not to do things I'm bad at, which means curling. Ugh. Yeah. And I would do because I know uh, you were chirping me last week on basketball. So I would, <laughs> I would, I would own up to a little basketball selfishly for a sense that uh, I just want to meet Courtney Vandersloot. Yeah. So I would do it solely I, to meet I, Courtney. I am volunteering as well. you for soccer <laughs> because I hate running. Yeah. So <laughs> that by default is is your your volunteering there. Yeah, I love it. And we also did have some big movement um, from the leagues. 
switching yeah. from one to the other. Um, Callie Flanagan switched from the PWHPA to um, the PHF. She went to the Boston Pride. So that was a... Uh, she looked that, good yesterday. She looked good. Yeah. And, you know, it was a bit interesting in the sense of you don't see that. I know. And it, you don't it just see opens that. the door of... of you know, is there, and I'm sure there is, there's lots of background. Let's be honest. We don't have all the ins and outs of what's happening right. in the behind the scenes. Right. And so it does make you question if if she goes, you know, oftentimes you think about it in fantasy drafts, right? You draft a goalie high and you see this whole series of goalies go. Yeah. <laughs> is by her leaving and making that move, is there a chain that follows? Do we have to get through this season? Do we have to get through the Olympics? Like, obviously, any of the, you know, Canada-U.S. Olympic roster players that are at, in the PWHPA aren't going to be making a jump because they're centralized and, yeah. and going to Beijing. But it does make you question, like, where now? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, thinking of a player of, you know, her status, 2018 Olympic gold medalist, world champ, Boston College alumni, like, maybe... Maybe it was a maybe it was a career shift in the way too, like mm-hmm. wanting to get back to Boston, you know, get into yeah, you know, there's point. so many yep. there's so many, but that that caliber of player to go from the the PWHPA and what is considered, you know, essentially the Olympics on wheels. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're <laughs> yep. cruising. Yep. You're um right. to make that jump to the PHF, uh, I think is I don't know if it was a bit of a surprise. Like it definitely got me thinking about what's what's really going on behind the scenes in these two leagues here. And you're right. Is it going to be a trickle effect follow or was it just a one-off? Yeah, was it a one-off? And, you know, I, again, we've we've started to talk about this and we we could talk about this for hours, but yeah, the, you know, the, the star power that exists in the PWHPA naturally brings attention. And so... I I really hope as we as we find a way to move these two leagues to one and have a single representation, um, that we take the best of both and maybe they both need to go away. Like I don't know what the answer is there, right? Because if you look at the comparisons where you have the PHF who has this uh, evolving structure where they've gone from a single ownership group to now there are. It's not like each team has an ownership group. We're not there yet. That's going to take time. But they're on their way to that. They have, um, you know, they have, they've got this ESPN and Twitch coverage. They've got a 60-game schedule that's going to be able to be viewed. But what they miss is the star power. Yeah. They're missing the Poulens and the Hillary Knights and all of their counterparts that are on the national teams that people have eyes and ears on in that league and what the PHW or PWHPA rather has is that star power. So their broadcasts yeah. are phenomenal. They're a comparison to what we see in male sports. Yeah. And the one thing that I, I really enjoy about um, the PHF now is they have a legit draft. Yeah. They, they have like a draft night, mm-hmm. like, that is that is so important to the culture of hockey, just in the sense of well, anything. Like we've got the NWSL draft coming yeah, up, coming we've up. got the WNBA draft come up. Like we've got so much to talk about. I can't wait. But <laughs> it's like 
those drafts are what get people excited about different organizations and where players are going and who's going to be playing with who, like those are super important to have drafts, but you're right. Like, and, and if you even just take it from the, you know, Olympic to the NHL, it's like the NHL is there, Mm -hmm. but not everybody in the NHL gets to be in the Olympics. That is very, very true. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like we've got both. Mm -hmm. We just need to figure out a, a positive way to bring them both together because the Olympics on wheels, but the PHF has a lot of these other things in has place. A better and infrastructure, right? Yeah, 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 and it feels it definitely feels that way. Mm-hmm. And um, a little bit of a side note: Did you see their ugly Christmas sweaters? I know. I tried to look them up. You mentioned that earlier. Absolute fire! I'm. I swear, I'm getting uh, like I want them all, but Connecticut's is unreal. Um, it's the ugliest or the nicest the, of the ugly? Like is it the nicest of the yeah. ugly? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I honestly think that the conversations and debates could go back and forth all day in regards to which one you think or which one, you know, has better this or has better that. But at the end of the day, I think it's all just collective. Like the goal is the same. The, the goal is the same. Yeah. We a need to start a viable option for female hockey players to, to play because you can argue that too, that yeah, we have the PHF and yeah, we have the PWHPA, but are we also not capturing a portion of people coming out of U sports or NCAA that would naturally go there because it's not viable. So they choose life. Totally. No, that's, and I think that that's the biggest conversation when it comes to any sport with any female athlete. Mm -hmm. Am I willing to do this? Am I willing to, you know, and you, and you hear so many different things of, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to play overseas for life experience. And then I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to come back. Mm -hmm. It's like, could you imagine if you could actually like sign a contract and do this? Like, like they can in the WNBA right now. Like every, you know, every top 10 school that, you know, has a women's basketball program, those, those women know where they're going. You know what I mean? Like they know where they're going. They're, they're in the draft. Like Asia Wilson was a huge deal when she got drafted. They know exactly where they're going. They know my step is the WNBA. Mm-hmm. And that is a very powerful feeling yeah. for for people to, because I always think, and I always revert back to like, you know, six-year-old Sally. Like, what are we doing for her? Mm-hmm. Six-year-old Sally is a hypothetical person, just so you all know. I'm just like- <laughs> That's not like three-year-old Harry. That's like, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's- it's like, what are we doing for the young girls yep. and their parents to be like, okay, I can see this for my kid. Because I'll exactly. tell you in basketball, they know exactly where to go. Yeah. And soccer is uh, comparable there yep, too, right? Yep. Soccer yeah. definitely is comparable. And they're, and both of their leagues are established. Yep. Like the European League and yes, the NWSL, exactly. they're both established, <laughs> right? So you even hear about women um, going back and forth between the two, right? Like we didn't even get into Sam Mewis being traded. Oh, we'll I, have to get into yeah, that because that's a whole episode, other thing. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like there's so many um, avenues, but yeah, like I think for for hockey and it's just, it's time. Like we always kind of, we said that at the end of we're gonna last episode. We're going to keep saying that we're gonna, Yeah, we're going to keep saying that and we're going to keep being persistent on that because it's true. It's it true. Is time. And you want to... And the and the women playing in the league would tell you the same thing. Absolutely, and you know, w- there's lots, and I don't think that there is um, 
ever too much of us saying that it's time. Because that's what this is about. We're going to get into hard conversations. We're going to highlight this. I hope people find value in, in yeah. this episode today because it's very different than what we did last time. This is very much um, highlighting actual sports and not just our banter, but hopefully you you continue to find value here and you continue to come back and, and check it out on a weekly basis. And we will continue to say that it is time because it absolutely is time. Yeah, and so you can find PHF games December 5th, 11th, 12th, 18th, all on ESPN+. Plus. Watch it up because I swear if Emma Woods does that again, oh, baby, that's unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. So wrapping up a bit for today, um, poof, that was a lot. I know. We did talk about a lot. We Hopefully did talk we, about a lot. Uh, kept that in some way that was understandable yeah, yeah. for the folks who are listening at home. Yeah. Um, and and I'm excited uh, for some, we got some games like tomorrow. I know, so FYI for everybody, it's it's Sunday for us. We record on Sundays. These episodes come out every Tuesday. Uh, so we have a soccer game that we are going to both be watching tomorrow for sure, BYU and uh, FSU. We got some uh, sports that we're going to be able to talk about next week, so. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun, Addy. Yeah, no, this is great. And and just a reminder, if you don't follow us on Instagram, Twitter, please go give us a follow. Like, it was so overwhelming to see people buying merch and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. We still do have stuff available. Please head over to beautysports.com where you can look at all the merch we have available. You want to know something? Shout it out. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's get it going. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing from the interaction. So final words, Cowie? Thank you. Yeah, I think that's just enough. It's thanks for tuning in. If this is your first episode, I hope you enjoyed it. Go back and, and listen to episode one and continue to join us every Tuesday for uh, new episodes. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll see you next week.